my number for Big 12 teams in the NCAA tournament, I'm going to roll with eight. I still like the number eight. I wish that this league could get to nine, but it's not looking likely. I'm Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com is how you find us covering the Big 12 conference. The Big 12 tournament's one week away. March Madness is two weeks away. My goodness, it's happening fast. So I'm looking at this league with just a few weeks, you know, a couple weeks left really in the season. You got a regular season game on Saturday, Big 12 tournaments next week. So things are going to be happening fast here. And I'm saying to myself, if you wanted nine teams from the Big 12 to make the NCAA tournament, the last few games were not good for you. And I want to see that because I want to see as many Big 12 teams in the Big Dance as we can possibly get. But I'll give you a great example. Texas Tech had two golden opportunities the last two games. They lost to TCU by a point. They lost to Kansas by four points. And Texas Tech is now on the outside looking, although it's not impossible. I mean, if you look at Joe Lenardi's latest bracketology, Texas Tech is in the next four out. Not the first four out, the next four out. So they're one of the last eight teams to not make the NCAA tournament, per, per Joe Lenardi, who's not perfect, but he's pretty darn good. Texas Tech, though, what they really need is they would need to beat Oklahoma State at home this weekend and then probably get at least two wins, at least two wins in Kansas City in the Big 12 tournament to really have a chance on Selection Sunday of an at-large bid. I, I still think that at this point, the Red Raiders are a major long shot, but I'll say this much. The loser of this game on Saturday between Texas Tech and Oklahoma State, the loser of that game is going to find themselves on the outside looking in. The only way the loser of the Texas Tech-Oklahoma State game makes the NCAA tournament is if they run the table and win the Big 12 championship next week in Kansas City. That's it. So... That's how I'm looking at myself and I'm saying for the Big 12 to get nine teams in, that would have to be Oklahoma State and Texas Tech. And considering they're playing each other this weekend, it seems almost impossible because they're both fighting for their NCAA tournament lives, right? They're both in a position where the loser knows on Saturday they're likely done unless they run the table next week. And the odds of that are in this league slim to none. So that's a very tough spot uh, for either loser of this game on Saturday to find themselves in. I just It's going to be impossible for them. And that's really because the last couple of weeks have gone very poorly for both of these teams, most notably really this past week. If Tech had won against either TCU or Kansas, it's a different story, but they didn't. And Oklahoma State is also sliding. The Cowboys have lost five games in a row. So really, the last week to 10 days, if you're somebody like me who has wanted to see the Big 12 get nine teams in, it's been bad. It's been a really bad run if you've wanted to see that happen. So from that standpoint, that's why it's looking like eight. And it could be seven. We could go from talking about nine teams getting in from the Big 12 to the NCAA tournament to really only getting seven. Because if you look at the bubble right now per Lenardi, he's only got seven in. Right now, Joe Lenardi has West Virginia as one of his last four buys. He's got Oklahoma State in his first four out, and he's got Texas Tech in his next four out. So that's that's you know not what you want to see 
if you're Oklahoma State or Texas Tech. Now, the good news is this conference is so strong. It's so loaded. Like, you look at the net rankings, and Texas Tech right now is at 50. Oklahoma State's at 47. The net rankings is a metric that is used by the committee to help determine who's going to make the NCAA tournament. So both these teams are in the top 50. That's a good sign. So they're both going to get top 50 net wins this weekend, or not both. One of them will, whoever wins that game. And then you go in to the Big 12 tournament next week. If you can win on Wednesday night, and then if you could catch somebody off guard, get a hot hand, upset one of the top seeds on Thursday in the quarterfinals, if you make the semifinals on Friday, you're in a very good spot for either of these teams. Question is, can either of them do it? Which one can pull it off? It's not going to be easy, but um, it's going to be really fun to watch. Now, you look at the rest of the league right now, and the other thing that we've learned over the last week or two is that had we gotten nine teams in, had the Big 12 been able to pull off a scenario where they get nine of ten teams in to the NCAA tournament, it would have been bad for the top of the Big 12. Example. Kansas would not be looking at a potential number one overall seed. And that's right now. I mean, Kansas keeps this up. They're in a great position. They are playing some of their best basketball. Lenardi's latest bracketology has Kansas as the one seed um, in the West region, which is Vegas. I'm surprised, you know, I don't know. The Midwest region is in Kansas City. Maybe that's too close to home. Maybe that's too much home court advantage. So I don't want to jump to any conclusions there. Right now, they've got, uh, Lenardi's got Baylor and TCU from the Big 12 in that Midwest uh, regional, which would be in Kansas City for the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight games if either of those teams get there. So that's how it's stacked up right now. That's how things would look if Lenardi is right, which he's pretty darn good. He's the best there is at this. But the top of the Big 12 has gotten stronger, it seems like. I mean, Kansas State is playing some great hoops. Right now, they're listed as a two-seed in the East Regional, right? And then you look at where else this league is. You look at Texas. I know, I know Texas had a tough loss, uh, but Texas is still playing very good basketball. They're in a great spot. Uh, They should feel very good about where they're at. They're a two-seed right now in the South, And then, you know, Baylor, the other two teams that feel like they're getting so overlooked in this league, Baylor's a two-seed, as I noted, in the Midwest, and TCU's a five-seed in the Midwest. And TCU is going to be one of the most dangerous, if they're a five-seed, will be one of the most dangerous five-seeds in the country. TCU is not going to get a lot of attention from national folks and your everyday college basketball watcher. Because they're going to say, okay, you know, TCU... They don't think of them as a you know basketball program anyway. Think of them as a football program, especially after a run to a national championship game. They're going to say, yeah, they're about a 500 team in the Big 12. Well, Mike Miles was out for three weeks, and look at how this team has played since he came back. They beat Texas on a night when Mike Miles scores one point. One point the guy scores. They've won three of four. Beat Oklahoma State like a drum. Took care of Texas Tech in Lubbock, which is tough to do, especially a Tech team that was fighting for its NCAA tournament life. You beat Texas at home, a top-10 team in the country. You lose against Kansas, but, you know, there's no shame in that, really. So all in all, uh, this TCU team is going to be one where, if you're looking for dark horses where things stand right now, watch Jamie Dixon and watch those Horned Frogs. 
because uh, that is going to be fascinating to watch unfold. Now, as for this weekend, um, you've got a situation this weekend where there's a one game that nobody cares about, that's TCU-Oklahoma, and then there's a bunch of really intriguing games. You've got Iowa State at Baylor. Iowa State's trying to avoid playing on Wednesday night in the Big 12 tournament. Caleb Grill is gone. That's a terrible situation for everybody involved. That's intriguing. Kansas State at West Virginia. West Virginia wins. They're a lock for the NCAA tournament. They lose, and they might be playing with a little bit of fire ahead of next week. Kansas and Texas. Top 10 game, but not all that intriguing because Kansas is Big 12 regular season champs. And then Oklahoma State, Texas Tech is the most interesting because it's basically a knockout game to have any chance at playing in the NCAA tournament. So that, of all the games, interestingly enough, the game with the combined two worst teams by standings, Oklahoma State and Texas Tech, is the most intriguing because the loser of that game is officially basically done when it comes to the NCAA tournament unless they run the table next week in Kansas City and win the Big 12. That's, that's what that's looking like right now. So there is a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of stuff happening and uh, a lot of things to talk about. Now, um, you know that we're going to get you up to speed on the latest on what is happening in the world of conference realignment. By the way, I'm Pete Mondo. Thanks for joining us here on the show. Facebook Live, YouTube, subscribe on YouTube. Share it on Facebook. Find us on Instagram, on Twitter. Just search Heartland College Sports. And of course, on the podcast, Leave that rating, review, subscribe, send me a screenshot for a free Heartland College Sports koozie. So the latest in conference realignment. We told you last weekend about Florida State. Well, now uh, Florida State is starting to yap a little bit. Florida State's starting to talk a little bit. Florida State's starting to say, hey, you know what? We're going to have our voice heard. We're going to talk a little bit to the media, most notably ESPN. It is not a coincidence that the people that matter, like Florida State Athletic Director Michael Alford, has decided he is going to take his message of dissatisfaction with the ACC to ESPN. That's not a coincidence. That's not by mistake. That's not because he was bored one day and decided, you know, I'm going to go out there and uh, talk to ESPN and, you know, I have a word to say to Pete Thamel about, you know, conference realignment and our dissatisfaction with the ACC. No, 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 no. This is a coordinated effort is what is going on here. So in this big piece that was done by ESPN, um, Michael Alford did, in fact, speak to, and it wasn't Pete Thamel, it was Andrea Adelson and David Hale. And part of what he said regarding Florida State, its future in the ACC, was the following. He said, quote, At the end of the day, if something's not done, we cannot be $30 million behind uh, every year compared to our peers. Alford's talking about the SEC and the Big Ten. He also said, quote, I know how hard the commissioner and the office are working to provide solutions to the members of the conference to the revenue gap that we are projecting in the upcoming years with the media contracts. But at the end of the day, In order to compete to the standard we want to compete in, there needs to be a change, and the status quo is not good enough. That is Florida State Athletic Director Michael Alford directly telling the ACC through ESPN, 
You better do something or we're done. You better do something or we are out of this league. Sayonara. See you later. We'll uh, see you in the SEC, the Big Ten, or dare I say the Big 12. Now, some of you mocked me for the thought that Florida State would ever consider the Big 12. I don't think that's crazy. You know, I'm not convinced that the SEC would want to add Florida State and Clemson. Because at some point, the SEC gets to the point of diminishing returns. Someone's got to finish in last place in that league on the football field. And for Florida State's sake, they may say if we can get more money and more visibility and be in a conference that cares a lot more about football, but also is darn good at basketball like the Big 12, and maybe get an unequal portion of revenue, why not consider that? And many of you knocked me for it and said, we just got rid of Oklahoma and Texas. We don't want somebody else who thinks they're better. I don't either. I love this league through and through. This is the league I care about the most. This is why I do this. But I'm also willing to sit here and have the conversation and say, you know what? Sometimes extenuating circumstances call for an ability to think outside the box and be creative And not that I want some Florida State Seminole AD or president, you know, swinging the big stick and thinking he's, you know, top dog necessarily. But if it's good for the entire league, and if it lifts everybody up to some degree, it's at least worth exploring. I don't think you shut the door because if Florida State does bail on the ACC with Clemson, then you are just going to have, and if they go to the SEC or the Big Ten, the gap between the power two and everybody else will grow. And the Big 12's goal right now has got to be to make sure that the gap between them, the SEC, and the Big 10 does not get any larger than it is right now. The revenue gap, the talent gap, the recruiting gap, the facilities gap. I'll be the first one to tell you. It's the SEC, it's the Big 10, and then there's you know a drop-off, but the Big 12, I believe, is solidly in that third position. They've got to make sure that the difference between them and the Big 10 and the SEC is not getting larger. Ideally, it shrinks, but it can't get larger. Because if it gets larger, then you find yourself in a position where you know, it's basically two power conferences and a bunch of group of fives. Or group of whatever they're going to be at that point. Group of eight? I mean, you, you don't want that. So I'm with you. I don't want somebody coming in and pushing everybody else around, but I'm also willing to admit that if it means it prevents Florida State from potentially joining the SEC or the Big Ten, if those invites aren't there and the money's not where they want it to be, you got to consider it. You have to be smart about this. You have to be forward thinking about this. And I firmly believe that um, Brett Yormark in the Big 12 will be smart about that. So... Here's what Commissioner Jim Phillips, ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips, also told ESPN in this piece. He said, none of the concerns that were shared during the meeting regarding the one with Florida State and Clemson were things that we haven't already been looking at and addressing as a conference. We've been open about our league's discussion on revenue generation and business innovation, and we've been exploring all options to enhance overall revenue. That is from their commissioner, Jim Phillips. He's basically saying, we know that to some degree, Florida State and Clemson, you know, have us by the short hairs here in the best way to put it. 
he get Jim Phillips gets that. He's not a dumb guy. He sees what's going on in the Pac-12. He sees the mess that is George Kleokov's Pac-12 right now. I mean, that thing is bursting at the seams. That is one domino away from collapsing out there on the West Coast. It's horrible right now. The Pac-12. I don't care what John Canzano or Will or Canzano Wilner or any of those guys, whatever they have to say. It, it is on the verge of collapse. And Phillips knows that he can't afford that to happen in his league. He doesn't want that to happen in his league. He's got to be creative. But the fascinating part of the story is not just what's being said, right? But it's also that it's going public. It's also about who's saying it. It's also about the fact that Florida State's being so vocal. They're not just leaking these reports out to the media. They're talking directly to the media about it. That means they're serious. That means they're not messing around, and that means that the ACC has got to move. If not, somebody else is going to do it. Now, if you look at what other athletic directors have said, one AD said anonymously, quote, philosophically, I believe that what's good for one should be good for everyone. Otherwise, you get a lot of disparity. The big thing is if you're making an extra $2 million because you went to the college football playoff, if you get asked to be in another league like UCLA and USC did, it doesn't matter. That's not going to change your decision. They're gone. So it's not preventing what people are kind of concerned about, which is if there was continued super expansion, people are gone. The AD says, if you create those types of models within your own conference, are you really looking out for what's best for the Big Ten or the ACC or fill in the blank? Or are you looking out for what's best for you? Well, I hate to break it to that AD, but college sports is a zero-sum game. College sports is a dog-eat-dog world. There are X amount of teams. Those teams are not growing. We're not adding new teams. If a league steals a team... That helps that league, and that hurts the league that it got stolen from. So that AD is living in some la-la land communist utopia that he's created in his own mind. That's not the world of college sports today, and I don't like that. Let me be very clear as well. I, I, I miss the amateurism feel of college sports. It doesn't feel like that anymore. There's good reasons for that to be the case, because I like capitalism. I want people to make the money that they're worth. But I also, you know, long for the days of a little more of an amateurism feel. But that's over. You can either pretend like that matters or you can admit that that's not the way of today and it's not the way of the future. So that AD, I would just tell him to basically get with the times, my man. Get with the times. Yeesh. Now, as we put a bow on the show here, um, some other big news that came down. Uh, this was on Thursday. The Big 12 made an announcement. Well, actually, this came down on Wednesday, I guess it was. There was two, two different press releases that came out from the Big 12 this week. The first one um, was tied into the fact that there's going to be entertainment at the Big 12 tournament next week. Yes, entertainment at the Big 12 tournament. <laughs> Interesting lineup. So uh, Fat Joe is going to be playing on Friday night after the semifinals. VIP only set Friday, March 10th. Uh, I saw Fat Joe. He played at the AFC Championship game between the Chiefs and the Bengals. I was there. I saw Fat Joe. He did a little five-minute set at halftime. And, uh, you know, it was Fat Joe. He played the hits. <laughs> Lean back. I mean, you got the hits out of him. Um, 
You know, it's not 2005, but, you know, it was okay. Uh, so you got Fat Joe on Friday. You got Shaq under his alias DJ Diesel. He's going to be doing a one-hour set in the Power and Light District, which is right outside T-Mobile uh, Center, following the championship game on Saturday night, 10 o'clock admission, um, and you can go buy your ticket if you want to. So they're trying to, what the Big 12 is basically trying to do is create an NBA All-Star type weekend feel here, right? Musical guests, musical performances, make it a true entertainment event, not just a basketball event. Now that's cool. Like I'm good with that. I think it's creative. I think Brett Yormark's bringing some of that NBA to the Big 12. Uh, That's what makes him good at what he does. I think it's great. Now, do I think anybody who is on the fence about going to the Big 12 tournament is going to be like, well, you know, Fat Joe's playing Friday. I'm not going to miss it. Probably not. I mean, like, let's be honest, probably not. Is it cool to have as an option? Yes. Is it the Big 12 thinking outside the box? Yes. I think that's neat. I think that's something that, you know, um, is going to be valuable for this league, and I'm on board with that. On top of that, the Big 12 also announced that uh, they're going to be providing some unparalleled access to the Big 12 tournament. So here's what they've got going on. ESPN is going to be afforded access to the locker room and in-game huddles, behind-the-scenes content. ESPN will have a live studio show throughout the championship, Sports Center conducting live interviews with coaches and student-athletes. On top of that, pregame and postgame shows are set to stream on digital channels, Big 12 Now, and on ESPN+. And on top of that, Dick Vitale is going to call the Big 12 Men's Championship game, along with John Siambi. So uh, Fran Fraschilla is going to serve as an additional ESPN commentator, but is not going to be on the main call with Siambi. Now, Fran Fraschilla follows the Big 12 as well as anybody. I, I think that Fran should get that position, to be totally clear here. I think Frischilla deserves that. I think he's damn good at what he does. And uh, I think it's one of those things where uh, he'd do a better job, too. I mean, Dick Vitale's great for the name. But listen, Dickie V hasn't been Dickie V in 15 years. Let's just, let's just call it like it is. I mean, it's great to have the Dickie—oh, it's great to have all that Dickie V-ism going on. But in terms of calling the game— and the guy that knows the teams and the guy that knows the leagues, uh, Dickie V is not Fran Fraschilla when it comes to the Big 12. So, uh, you know, does it give you a little bit of a splash? Sure, I guess. But, uh, you know, I, I think that Fran Fraschilla deserves that position to call the championship game, to be totally frank. But either way, what the Big 12 is doing is it's thinking outside the box. It's operating outside the box, and it's being unique. It's being creative. And it's bringing a smart entertainment feel to what it's doing. And I'm here for it. I like it. And I think that your mark is once again showing his chops, showing what he's capable of doing and how he's going to build this brand with the partnership with ESPN um, and probably to a lesser degree Fox. And we're going to be watching it play out here at heartlandcollegesports.com. I'm Pete Mundo. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to the channel on YouTube. We so appreciate you doing that. Subscribe to the podcast as well. There's content on the podcast that doesn't make it to YouTube and does not make it to Facebook Live. So go find us there. Rate, review, subscribe. And of course, we'll get you a free koozie when you leave that rating and review and send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Have a great night. 
We appreciate you all being here, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care.